Shay Nadira, she's the empress who tells it like it is. Now, straighten up your crown and be elevated through conversation. Conversation with the royal empress. Welcome to Conversations with the Royal Empress. Joining me are my fellow co-hosts and sisters, Akila and Lakashe Nadira. How are you doing, sisters? I'm doing well. How about you, Dr. Hakima? I'm doing fine. Good. I, I have a conversation I want to start today. It's about what's a nice guy. I, I want to talk about that today. You know, there used to be a, used to be a debate years ago about girls liking a nice guy or a bad guy i want to talk bad about that guy. today nice guy huh nice guy but remember that i don't know if you remember that years ago it was yeah this i mean thing yeah. about a, a conversation it's the nice guy versus to the good guy but i, I want to talk about that i want to bring that back up because you know the roles in society have changed um the behaviors of men and women have changed and i just want to read I just want to uh, rediscover this topic over again. Bring it current. I think it's a great or a great topic to rediscover. And I would say that, you know, I think it's even a conversation not necessarily um, old. You know, I think it's something that probably comes up quite a bit in maybe different circles. Yeah. Yeah, I do hear people say it here and there. But I just remember this big campaign years ago. It was, it was, it was, it was such a big thing. But like you say, in different circles, you do hear it. Uh, I was having a conversation with my daughter, and we were—I was asking her to tell me what what type of guy she liked. I said, "You like a nice guy? You like a bad boy?" And so it just made me chuckle and say, "Okay." I just really was trying to pick her brain and see what type of guy guy she likes. And she's like, "I do like a nice guy, but..." I want him to have, I want to be like daddy. And then I said, well, what's that? And she says, you know, a nice guy, but don't take no stuff. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. So I said, oh, that's interesting. So I, it, it, it just made me think about, yeah, that's, that's a conversation that maybe we need to discuss with this uh, upcoming generation, with the younger generation. Hmm. Yeah, I think um, it is a good conversation. And um, with... It def I'm sure that the conversation it get it can get very interesting, you know, um, with different generations. I can imagine even only having or having different um, 
people represented in the conversation, you know, of a different generation and how that might look and how perception or just society and culture could change, you know, what one's perception might be based on, um, you know, um, their particular generation. I guess the best thing for us would be to would be to define what a nice guy is. Well, can we can we even define it? Can we define a nice guy? What what is a nice guy? I was just gonna say that. Can we define him? Because I think it's relative. You know, I think it is. Yeah, generally we have like what we consider to be a good man or a good person, good human, and then I guess that can kind of pour into what might make up a nice guy but I believe that everyone has a different um, perspective we don't all think the same and what I might consider to be nice someone I someone else might consider to be just you know out of the box so but I guess for the basis of this conversation I would say a nice guy or um a good man, if you will, is a person who is respectful, someone who makes every attempt to treat you the best way they possibly can, or the best, you know, in the best manner, treating you in the way in which they would like to be treated, which goes back to, you know, having respect. Someone who, um, can be empathetic with your needs. Someone who desires to want to make you happy and who has, you know, certain characteristics and qualities like, you know, honesty and integrity and that kind of thing. Um, so in my mind, those are just maybe some of the basics of what I think will make up a nice guy. But I don't think it necessarily has anything to do with his outer look per se you know because that can change um so yeah that, that's what i would say for starters i'm gonna go by this term where it says that an informal uh term for an adult male who portrays himself with characteristics such as being gentle compassionate sensitive and vulnerable So I, I personally think that there are universal qualities that makes a person a nice, nice person. But when we hear the term nice guy, I don't necessarily think that people are saying it to say, somebody can say, oh, he's a really nice guy. And then somebody can say, well, he's a nice guy and I don't like nice guys. So as far as defining it, so I agree in that people have a different perception of what a nice guy is to them based on their standards. But I also think that there's a universally acceptable uh, definition of what a nice guy is. But when we hear the term nice guy, usually it's not really about the person really being nice. It's usually about somebody griping about what they don't get from a person because they're too nice to people. So usually you think of a, a nice guy, when we start thinking about relationships, people start, when other men determine that somebody is a nice guy or whatever, it's like, oh, he's like a yes man. 
the the honeydew man the man that does all of these things for the woman you know he's holding open the door he's doing he's you know treating her to dinner he's treating her very well it's sometimes what people see as a nice guy but some people see that as a quote unquote pushover he's easily he's easy to walk over so those are just some of the things as far as i'm concerned i think i i've said before of course i'd like for a person to be nice to me but i'm more concerned with him being a, a, a what we would qualify as a good man and a good man i guess to you and what does you know what does that entail so i guess i didn't really answer the question huh? <laughs> well no yeah i think you i think you did i think you did we we're scratching the surface i'll put it that way we're scratching the surface yeah, I just see a lot of I see a lot of people. I do on social media. I see a lot of men griping and saying, "Yeah, see, women don't like nice guys. See, they don't like the man that does this for them. They don't like men that treat them well. You know, if you treat a woman well, she doesn't want you." And so I hear a lot of self-proclaimed nice guys, and I think it's because they, you know, usually you hear them saying that they're the nice guy. And that nice guys finish last, you know, you don't get anywhere with people when you when you're too nice or when you're trying to treat them respectfully. And I personally think that's a uh, a cop out. I believe that sometimes men want people that don't necessarily want them. And so most guys are going to put their best foot forward when they are attracted to someone and that's what they want. And then when that person's advances aren't met, then it's like, oh, well, see, here it is. I'm a nice guy. And when I'm trying to be a nice guy, I'm not, you know, that person isn't interested in. You know, that, that goes to the, uh, the definition of a nice guy or the nice guy syndrome, which is the guy that does all the things that are socially acceptable in exchange for some type of favor, whether it's friendship, whether it's um, French, close friendship, intimacy. Usually that's what it is. I, I open the door for her, I do this for her, and then now she, she goes and dates this, this athlete or she goes and dates this thug. Well, what was your motive for being nice or doing socially acceptable things? So is that really a nice guy or that's just a damn devil? Because a nice guy is someone that's pleasant to be around. You know, they have a stable, to me, I, I'm sorry, let me define what a nice guy is to me. A person that has some type of manners when it comes to someone of the opposite sex, someone who's civil, you know, who acts civilized, who has a steady personality, he's not volatile in his personality. So for me, any any guy that fits that, I say, oh, man, he's a nice guy. He's real cool. He's easy to get along with. He's not. He's not. He's not a difficult person to handle or be handled by. I agree with that. That I think that's nice. It's it's characteristics. I do believe that that's good behavior. <laughs> Pleasant to be around. A, a a generally good disposition. Even even tone. You know, not as you said, not volatile. Very balanced. 
you know, those are things that I look at when I, when I feel like somebody is nice. They're, they're, they're kind of, you know, they kind of go with the flow a lot, laid back usually. But like I said, I think a lot of people give themselves a nice guy title and they're not necessarily truly nice guys. And like you said, it's, it's the motive behind why you're trying, why you're trying to be like, nice. Yeah, I was just gonna say maybe it's because of, is it because of those guys who who are using that? I think they're using the nice guy in the wrong way because that, like you said, it's you're looking to get something in return. So really, you're not a nice guy. You are evil. You know what? <laughs> if you out here opening my door because you really just want me to kiss you or you really want me to let you in my house so you can put me on my back, you ain't no nice guy at all. You're actually a booty hole. You know what I mean? This is what you are, and you're using deception to get me, so that's really not a nice guy. I think in society, there's too many definitions of a nice guy floating around. Maybe that's the issue. My idea of a nice guy may be a gentleman. Another person's, uh, a woman's, another woman's idea of a nice guy could be a weak guy. Oh, he nice because he ain't trying to put me on my back. That don't necessarily make him a nice guy because he's not trying to put you on your back. Do you understand what I'm saying? It doesn't make him a nice guy just because he opens your door because people got the wrong motives or he could be an idiot and still open your door i know i have i have had my door open by a lot of idiots or people i can't stand and i'm saying to myself wow i can't believe that came from him you know because everything come out their mouth is ignorant but then again they could have been raised i mean it's obvious they were raised by a woman that said hey you need to be a, a gentleman or you need to be a man that's going to open doors for women so I do respect that in them, but that's what I'm saying. A, a person that does nice things don't necessarily make their attentions good. So the definition of nice guy is too many of them out there. Because a lot of, a lot, I hear a lot of women say nice guy, but it's in reference to a weak man or a man that they could, they perceive to be weak. Do you guys agree with that? Mm. I, think, I think that some guys are perceived as, as nice when they are pushovers. But that doesn't mean that he's nice because he's a pushover. But that, but I, I have seen some people say, oh, he's just too nice because he gives me what I want. Or he's easily agreeable. He doesn't challenge me. And so sometimes they'll say that, you know, I don't like nice guys like that. They Some women want men that they think are going to challenge them or are going to check them. But I don't necessarily believe just because a guy will check you that he's not nice. So now if he puts his hands on you, he's not nice. Even if he smiles and buys you things and apologizes and opens your door and do all of those knight in shining armor things, but he's beating you, he's not nice. And so, you know, it, it's, it's just nice. A nice guy is consistent in his behavior. Well, can I act, challenge you on that? Okay. It's some psychopaths that's consistent with their behavior. They deceive every damn body. So is it because you consistently do, you consistently do things that are socially acceptable? Does that fall in the category? Do you, do you based on that, do you still agree that that would be a nice guy where they would fall? Or consistency means that you're a nice guy. I said consistent in his behavior. 
So, that's what I'm saying. Like a psycho, a person, and like and like a serial killer. I'll say, I, 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 I'm, I'm the greatest community helper, and I'm consistent. I'm, I'm, I'm do all that, but no one knows about my demons. I got girls locked up somewhere. <laughs> Nobody knows about it, but I'm consistent. I'm the church. I, I, I show up at the church every week. You know, I, 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 I'm a good father. I'm dependable. Everybody loves me. Everybody says I'm consistent, but I got eight girls tied up and or, um, or I've killed seven girls and I got the eighth one tied up and I'm about to kill her. I mean, do you still do you still feel the same way knowing that there are some people that can be consistent with their behavior and still, you know, they, there's some deviant, there's some deviant thinking there. There's some deviant activity that's being hidden. What do you think about that? I think that that's an extreme analogy <laughs> because people are nice, still has to be consistent. Just because a psychopath can be consistent doesn't mean that that takes away from somebody being nice, being consistent. So if, if who you are, there is consistency in our behavior regardless. So you're not going to be Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It just doesn't work that way. If that if you're genuinely a nice person, that doesn't mean that there aren't things that can tick you off or whatever, but typically we are consistent. You are consistently pleasant. You are consistently whatever if you're if you're actually consist if you're consistent. So there is consistent behavior. That doesn't mean that a person isn't a psychopath. I'm just just I, when you say consistency, I'm like, okay, well, this is true, yeah, but, but let's but, look at but, that. Nobody who is, nobody who is, um, I mean, an asshole is consistently an asshole. <laughs> right. So behaviors are consistent. So you still want to see somebody who is quote unquote nice, that the behavior is consistent because if there is no consistency, then how do we t determine that somebody is what we say they are? True, true. Okay. So that's what I said. I said, I think that's an extreme analogy. I mean, once we start delving into to, to pathologies and stuff like that, I mean, that, yeah, that's a reality. Yeah, most serial killers were deemed, oh, yeah, he was such a nice guy. I didn't see this, you know, I didn't see this coming. But that doesn't mean that a genuinely nice person shouldn't be consistently nice. Okay, okay. Yeah, I've dated some quote-unquote, well, I won't say nice guys, guys who did all the nice things. Okay, let's look at it from this angle. Should, should a woman be looking for a nice guy or should a woman not be looking for a nice guy? What, what, what do we think are the thoughts that women are having towards nice guys now or what they should be having? Because I, I think women should look for whatever it is that they are interested in. And I think that the term nice guy versus bad boy, if you will, um, it's easy, it's a, it's a, I won't say that it's a thin line, but it's kind of easy for that term nice guy to just kind of be tossed around, you know, and maybe misunderstood and even misrepresented because when you typically hear this kind of conversation come up and women say, oh, I don't want the nice guy. I'd rather have, you know, the bad boy or whatever. 
I think they're talking about, I think in some cases, people are referring to a type that doesn't necessarily have to do with the person being nice or not nice. It's an image that people have identified is the cool, you know, like if you're looking at um, media or whatever kind of media that might be, it's like the opposite of a nice guy is that one who's, he's the cool one. You know, he's the one who so-called gets all the attraction of, you know, the women. He's the one that has like a little edge to him. You know, maybe just a little bit rough around the collar, but not too much, or maybe really rough around the collar, you know. The one that, you know, may rebel in society a bit. But does that mean that those things mean that that person is not nice? So I think it's more of an image that we've been given, you know. Um, like, for example, if you think about I don't know, Fonzie, um, and, um, I can't even think, what was the name of oh, the Oh, Happy Days. Happy Days. You know, he probably, his image wouldn't necessarily have been considered to be the nice guy. You know, maybe the other character was. Doesn't mean that he wasn't nice. It was just that he was cool. But then, you know, you could take, um, because I don't know some of the more modern, unfortunately, I don't know some of the more modern um, sitcoms and things like that. But, you know, it's, it's again, it's just, a, I think, an image. But I, well, and that's why I started by saying, yeah, whatever that woman feels like she is interested in having, I, you know, I can't say what she should want or what she shouldn't. But I think ultimately, it, it just like with the man too, not that we're going to deal too much with this, but when people think about the person they want to kind of be with when it's in a relationship that's not necessarily committed or like, you know, before marriage and things like that, they don't mind. It's like an experimental process. So let me go ahead and, you know, get that type of person. Oh, but when I'm ready to settle down, I don't want the so-called nice guy anymore. I'd rather have that other image. And I'm not saying everybody is like that. But just that term, nice guy, you know, what does it really, really mean? It's different. It's quite different from saying I want, or is it different from saying I want a good man? You know? I agree mm, with you. That's it. That's interesting. Yeah, I think you're right that it's an image. As as the term is used, I think it's a it's a it is image. Because when I see men talking about it, or when I should I say see, but when I hear men talking about it and they say, Well, she don't want a nice guy, she wants a this. And that is more about the image of what she's looking for. I think the funds was kind of a good comparison because co you compare funds to Richie. And Richie was yeah. kind of this. Mm, mm. 
you know, just this little nice guy. <laughs> right guy. You know, they think of sometimes when they think about nice guys, they're thinking about nerds. They're thinking yeah. about all of these things, which is an image and not necessarily a characteristic. So mm. the the question, you know, how do we define a nice guy, a definition of what a nice guy is, meaning a nice person, a nice human being, what is nice characteristics is very different from what we think or say when we say a nice guy versus a bad guy. And that is total image and is totally, I think, what we have incorporated in society to mean. So when I hear men talk about it, they're saying it like, yeah, see, she want a man that's going to dog her out. She don't want nobody that's going to treat her this way. Or a woman be like, oh, he's too nice. He corny. Yeah. So when you say corny, we're saying uncool. Right, right. So, you know, and, I would Go ahead. No, I'm just agreeing with you because you're oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So, or they want the... Also, like, when we, when, um, when we talk about, like, somebody saying somebody's a thug. Well, just because a person is a thug doesn't mean that they're not actually a genuinely nice person. Right. Because their image looks thuggish. Right. But you see that, and so somebody else will say, well, see, she like bad boys because he's a thug. But what does it mean to be a thug? Because of the way he looks? Because of the way he dresses? Or is it because he out there doing you know, criminal activity? So you can be quote unquote thuggish and not be a criminal. Right. And like you said, you can be thuggish and be just the sweetest, nicest, most gentle man on the planet. Yeah. And that's so, yeah. an image and a person. That's true. Yeah, that's it's true. A, it's a lot of nice guys locked up. It, it, it's a lot of guys who you know done so will be considered bad guys in the street. How do you know this? Bad, bad behavior. <laughs> I've seen them do things or... I've seen them give up things that they didn't, they, they didn't have to go without. And I'm like, why would you do that? Because this person didn't have. And I'm like, dang, you ain't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have to give what you had because it's survival. When you're in an environment where it's all about survival, it ain't about being nice. Because it's all about you having because you may not have tomorrow. Also, but you say, these I'm going to sum up off what I have so that you can have. I think that when we hear the terms nice guy and bad guy, we're talking about an image. We're not necessarily right. talking about actual behavior and, and, and actual characteristics. It's right. visually what you see versus what the reality of that particular person is because it's it's almost like judging a book by its cover. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so the question being what's wrong with a nice guy? Well, there's nothing wrong with a nice guy who characteristically who has behaviors and characteristics of a genuinely nice human being but if we're talking about your perceived image of what a nice guy is based on society's interpretation of of, of a nice guy over a bad guy i think that that is perception and then it, there's nothing wrong with a genuinely nice guy i think that our image of a nice guy is not always what it seems. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think it's, it's judging a book by its cover in most instances because somebody can come across as the pushover, the, the dorky guy, the whatever, and 
you could get with him thinking you got this nice guy and he's over there doing all sorts of stuff to you. Right. So we have to be very careful, I think, with, with that. Are we looking at an image or are we really looking at what qualities a human being, and, I, and I'm going to say a human being because it is. They're genuinely nice people on the planet. So, right. you know, when we hear the term nice guy, are we talking about genuinely nice people? And how do you know that until you get to know a person, whether they're actually nice or not? Right. And it just seems like, well, it's unfortunate based on, you know, what we just kind of derived at with the the whole understanding of nice guy versus, um, or nice guy as it relates to image or bad boy as it relates to image. It's unfortunate that so many of us have fallen victim to allowing what is perceived to be nice or not so nice. Um, And our understanding of that to be kind of fed to us, like, okay, so this is how you determine or judge what it is that you want based on what we're showing you, you know, these two totally different um, images are because now the language for what really is a nice guy can possibly, you know, be, um, I guess, interfered with because it becomes confusing. Because on one hand, out of your mouth, you're saying you don't want the nice guy. But really what you're saying is you just don't want the so-called image of so-called nerdy guy or, you know, a square or whatever. But that's, that doesn't mean you don't want a nice guy. But that's the language that we use. So I, how does that even therefore change your own expectations of what your true heart desires? Because if in if you just really kind of want a certain look, which is very separate from the whole thing with the nice guy in terms of behavior, but yet you say out of your mouth, because we know that words have meaning, we know that thoughts um, are very powerful. What type of environment are we even creating, even in our expectations of how? we bring to us what we speak of our mouth or our heart. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah, I think when, you, when I'm listening to you, what, what was coming into my mind is sitting down as a woman and writing down what qualities you desire in a man. Mm-hmm we all have a list of things and you can write down what you don't want in a man. And then you see if that's in that person, regardless of what their image is. Right. Does he possess these particular qualities 
that it is that you are seeking or what it is you're looking for. Because I personally want kindness from somebody, from a man. I need you mm -hmm. to be a kind person, a kind human being. That to me is a nice guy, but that's not necessarily the image of a nice guy because he may not come packaged right. in, in what we perceive as a nice guy's image. But the other thing I was going to say is that the term nice guy is also a term I think sometimes that's, that's made up, not necessarily made up, but is used by men who justify why they're single because they want to mm. say women don't like nice guys. They just like, um, yeah, you see, a, you know what? <laughs> I can think of so many examples. <laughs> yeah. It's like this self-appointed title and it's a red flag. <laughs> when I hear a man say, see, see women don't want a nice guy. And you're not even nice. You're not really nice. You're just not getting what it is that you feel like you want. You're, you're in competition with another image that you mm. don't portray. And so therefore mm. now you're the, you're the, oh God. You're the undesired. Who's getting dogged out by the women because all they want are assholes and thugs. And maybe what it is that that woman is looking at is a certain level of strength. That you lack. Yeah. Or, and what well, her lack of knowledge, because just because a guy walk around and he intimidates everybody, you know, does not mean that that's strength. And sometimes if, as women, we have the wrong idea of what strength is. Strength is not some dude that's walking around checking people. Look, punk, man, I said move, nigga. You know, I said move, punk. That's not strength. But for some women, they think a guy walking around with that ego and that chip on his shoulder is strength. That's not strength. Strength is a man that got to walk three miles to get to work. After taking, walk three miles, take another two buses to get to work. And after he get off that job, he take another bus to get to another job. By the time he get home, all he got time to do is sleep because he got a goal in mind. Now that's strength because he's focused and he's not going to let anything distract him from that goal. Now that is strength, but some dude walking around with his chest out, that's not strength. But you'd be surprised how many women have the or wrong perception of what strength is. Right, or his pants hanging down. <laughs> and just, or loud. Some women think he loud. So, oh, he, he about something, he loud. The quiet man might not be as attractive to a woman because they can't really read him or they think, oh, he weak, he quiet. When somebody say, hey, punk, you in the corner, I'll beat you up. And he just look at him and turn his head. Oh, he a chump. He a punk. He weak. That don't necessarily mean he weak. He might be saying to himself, the last dude I hit ended up in the hospital. I really don't want to, I really don't want to do that to nobody else. So you, you never know. know what he's thinking. Yeah. Just because he ain't responding, he might be over there like, I'm a black belt. So I just can't whoop on everybody for no reason because I can go to jail. Because <laughs> I'm trained to hurt people. And once that get out, I'm going to be in trouble, so I can't go around whooping on everybody that look at me or say something wrong. So you never know why that person is quiet. They could just be confident, like, I don't want, I don't want that drama. But for a lot of women, they perceive the type of guy that's, that's calling people out in a crowded room as he's strong. That's not strength. That's actually weakness. He sensed strength in the room, and he figured, oh, my God, I'm intimidated by that. So now I feel insecure, so let me project myself to be stronger than that person that's in the corner that I know deep down inside is stronger than me. So oftentimes we as women just had a wrong perception of what strength is. 
Now, see, as you were saying that, I'm thinking, well, that's a certain type of woman. Well, well, that, yeah, but we were talking about, based on what she was saying, I said, you know, those women would think those type of guys are tough. Yeah, well, right, a certain type of woman. And the type of woman who hasn't been exposed to what confidence actually is or what certain things are. Because, I mean, anybody that's, sometimes when you, what we find in certain men is we see in our fathers, we see in our uncles, we see in the men in our lives. And so if the man that, that she has been shown, who has been the image of a man for her, is that way, then that's how she sees it. But if she grows up and she sees strength and confidence in a different way, I think that that's her perception of it as well. But that still doesn't mean that the image, you know, is, is not still in her mind. And that image, so even if, you know, she could have a, a father who, no, he's not going around checking people. He's not going around doing any of that. And he exudes confidence and whatever, but maybe he has the quote unquote cool image. And so that perception is still there where you, where you basically project that image onto somebody who is deemed cool versus the quiet guy who you think is timid and shy. And sometimes they are. But you'd be surprised. There's guys out here who look like thugs who are just as shy. When it <laughs> you know, they're and I'm just not even surprised. But you're right, because it is it's the image. Mm-hmm. And even <laughs> <laughs> you even think about fads and just things that you know young young men and young women may find themselves wanting to do you know like what's in style um whether it be you know getting ears pierced if you're a guy or you know getting your hair turned blueberry cherry or you know getting tattoos whatever that might what what people see as something that is that they can identify or relate to. Um, Cause I think about even like, you know, my, my um, oldest son, you know, who is at that age, he's uh, growing into, you know, a young man, he's 18. He is a young man. And um, there are certain conversations that we've had about things that he wanted to do and, you know, with his, his uh, image, you know, his mother's like, no, you know, me being that mother. And so, you know, when I asked the question, well, what is it? Why? Is, is it because this is what you see? Is it because this is what you think that this type of style or look brings? You know, like, what, what is it? And so when I look or I know when I think about just generally speaking, the whole concept of you know good guy versus bad guy most are not necessarily striving to be the image of the good guy and if i'm talking about the image of it now and those who have a tendency to lean towards being and not in all cases but lean towards being the good guy is oftentimes because that is where they're forced to be because they don't have that so-called look. 
so it can be safer. So it's really unfortunate because there's not only a lot of um, confusion, you know, centered around the whole thing, but it kind of pushes people into these categories that really are deceptive and create a certain type of narrative based on what someone else has decided or determined it's going to be. So even if you're looking at things as simple, you let's talk about girls or whatever. Just I mean, we all once were in grammar school and high school, and we all knew that there were certain people that, okay, they fit into that crowd, and we knew that the other people fit into another crowd. Okay, those were the so-called smart people and the nerds. Why? Is that to say that the people who were cool and wore their, you know, hair a certain way or wore certain gym shoes were not smart? No, it's just that image that society was telling us um, or giving us or feeding us, it automatically divided a line where certain people in their own head knew that they couldn't cross even if they wanted to. So then this is where you see a lot of people even acting out, especially as, you know, you're dealing with school-age children. And then they continue to act out even into adulthood because it's all about fitting a particular space that somebody else gave to them anyway. And then every once in a while, you'll find that one person or that, two, you know, those people, and I'm, I'm still talking about, you know, like within school age, you know, high school, that will um, go against the grain on both sides to say, you know what, hey, I'm still cool, I'm still this, I'm still the good guy, you know, but I may look this way. So in other words, you're not going to place me in a box. You're not going to tell me who I am or what side of the fence I'm on. I am a good guy. You know, I just happen to be a good guy. I got a cool leather jacket and some baby shoes and a <laughs> motorcycle, you know. So now what? And then now it's like, ooh. Because even like I remember when you mentioned earlier, it was something that you were saying, Dr. Hakeem, and you talked about the nerd or whatever when we were describing the good guy and saying, well, you know, oh, she, well, she wants somebody on the, the um, you know, the jock person who's on the basketball team or whatever but does is, is that mean that the person who's on the basketball team is not the good guy no that means that the perception is that the so-called sports people were you know are very different from those who chose speech you know because that's not looked upon as the, you know what I mean so these things are basically painted and then hand it to us as our own portrait. And then we wear it. And then now as women and men alike start making decisions for them, which is for, you know, or directly related to their life because of the, the decisions that they make for relationships, they're basing it off of something that is very weak and really does not hold any weight because it was um, a mindset or what, was, what can be perceived as one given to 
create such a falsified mindset at that. Did you guys see The Breakfast Club? This old 80s movie. I remember The Breakfast Club, but I'm really one of those kind of people. I remember movies, and I don't remember all the details unless it was my favorite, but I do remember The Breakfast Club. Was, was The Breakfast Club was the one where they spent, they got locked inside of the um, school. Yes, that's the one with the, the, the you had the four or five different students and they yeah. had detention, they had to serve yeah. detention. Yeah, I remember but, The Breakfast Club, right. not the full it, details with Molly Wink. Wing right, Wong. Molly Ringwald and Judd Nelson and all the, yeah. the, the, the all the stars that, that was in the yeah. 80s. Yeah, now, that movie to me just sheds light on what we're talking about as far as those images and us buying to those images. I, I, I know it's weird to mention a high school movie. However, just because we get out of high school don't mean we don't carry that high school mentality to adult no, because we do. We do. Mm -hmm. You have adults who still walk around here giving in the peer pressure. But one of the scenes in the movie was very powerful because the quote unquote nice guy, the smart guy, he says, now we're getting along in this room. When we go back to school and we are amongst our peers, would you speak to me? And it, and it just, it, it, there was a couple of students, oh, well, you know how it is. We can't because, you know, our friends wouldn't accept it. And then there was some saying, that's crazy. How should, you, how, how should your friend force you to perceive someone a certain way or shun a certain a per, a certain person because they fit certain characteristics or you you place certain characteristics um, on them? Or I'm not characteristics, but you project certain um, mindset on a, a particular person. And so you want others to feed into that and act accordingly, act in accordance to that. And there's a, a very profound scene in that movie. But by the end of the movie, you know, they part ways as if we all, we're friends and, and we're going to carry this friendship outside this room. But it's, it, it, it touches to what we're talking about with these mm -hmm. images of a nice guy. Some girls may say, I want a man who, who projects nice qualities, but my friend, what are my friends going to say? You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and same with men. Men do the same thing. Instead of getting the girl they know bring the right qualities, they want the girl with the body because they worry about what their friends got to say. I've had guys, guys say, I've heard, I've had this argument with a couple of guys. So you so worried about him, my boy, my, your, your friends saying that you should give it this girl. What an idiot. Well, women, we do the same thing. You know, girl, my friend, girl, why you ain't getting with this guy? This dude, a man. You know a what I'm very, saying? Um, that is a very immature way to think, which really, even when we're just saying, uh, I don't know, it, it Again, it go, this goes back to it just being unfortunate because if you're a grown man and grown woman and you've gotten to a place where you've bypassed high school and had a little time to hopefully find yourself, but yet you're still basing your life, <laughs> your precious life and your life relationships on what someone else thinks, then you probably should go back to school. You probably should go backwards a couple of years so that you can relearn and and mature. Because that's that's to me, that's such a shallow place. That's such a just unfortunate place to be in. That somebody else really is dictating to you your choices. So you can't freely just like someone. But you know, the interesting thing is as I'm talking about this, to 
this is done on so many levels. Um, even when, you know, you think about families and how many times you, do you know of someone who married somebody that the family didn't approve of because they didn't think that they were good enough or you chose him or you chose her, you know, she from the other side of the tracks, you know, where he's, he's not from a, 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 a um, family, a certain kind of family, you know, they didn't make enough money, things like that. So you really want a person to um, put aside their feelings and go with what you feel is best, again, based on image. And that goes back to that uh, lack of independent thought. You know, we let society dictate the type of person that we should be pursuing as a mate. I mean, as we've, as we've discussed so far, a lot of what we think is based on society and those roles that people force society to put them into. But and you think about this, but not, not once did we mention in society how those roles are what God has placed as a, as a, as a mate that you should be seeking the, the criteria of a good mate. No, no, no one in society really cares what God has to say about who you should be in a relationship with or seeking what type of qualities. I mean, right. the Bible says you find a good woman, you find a good thing, right? I mean, I'm summarizing it, but paraphrasing right. it. But you understand what I'm saying? It's, I mean, you you can open up anywhere in Scripture, and and and, and the characteristics of a of a good mate is there. So if you could, if a person could commit to do the will of God, they definitely could commit in a relationship because that's a part of submission. You go, you take that journey with your mate to meet with God. So, I mean, if, if you could commit to that, okay, well, man, you definitely could commit to relationship. You know, if you see a person evolving and, and really striving to be better, then you know if they're that committed to, to spiritual development or self-discovery, there's someone that could be committed to a relationship. If they're trying to grow themselves, you know, they're going to put that work for a relationship to grow. We don't use the same criteria that God uses. We want to use what society tells us that's, that's adverse to what God wants. That's why we're not happy in relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you agree with that? I mean, I, I do. I do. Keila, what's your thoughts on that? I don't have any. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to force a response out of you, huh? No, I'm just curious to know what you got to say. Cause... Force a, a thought out of me. Um, I just don't have any thoughts on, 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 on the whole relationship aspect, to be honest with you. Uh, the only thing that I was thinking about was going just back to what we're talking about and in, in, in our perceptions of <clears throat> a nice guy and I was just thinking that realistically at the end of the day we have to learn that our image of a person being a nice guy is not necessarily a nice guy so when we For ask sure. the question what's wrong with the nice guy there's something wrong with the image 
of a nice guy, but there's nothing wrong with a genuinely nice human being, a nice man, a person who actually is a nice person who is kind and gentle and all of those things. So I just think that we have to, to, to understand what we're talking about when we say nice guy and that I want a nice guy. Do you want the image or what you perceive as a nice guy? So, because we will look at a person like a Bill Gates. I know I'm using his, him as, a, but what he does, Bill Gates comes across as a nerd. He comes across as what we would consider a nice guy, you know, the pocket protector dude, uh, whatever. And so this is the image you have. Oh, he's just a nice guy. He's too nice. But yet he's also been accused of, of, this whole thing with vaccines, right? Yes, true. So is he really and nice? depopulation and depopulation and depopulation funding the depopulation of the planet? Right. That's true. So that's right. the purpose of vaccines. <laughs> so therefore, yeah. I mean, so my point is, is that so our image of a nice guy is not necessarily a nice guy because what his thought process is and what he's actually doing is not. So we could see someone who he's clean shaven, clean cut, has this nice car, nice job, all of these things. And the first thought you have is he's a nice guy. Mm -hmm. It's just, but, it's just terrible though. Cause that, that just goes to show how much mind control mm -hmm. that, oh, I mean, that society has over us, like literally Somebody told you that this is how you're going to think. This is what you're going to eat and you're going to like it. I'm going to put this commercial on. You're going to watch it and I'm going to play it for seven days a week. And then on come the seventh day, you're going to want to cook it. It's not that same day because I told you this, this is what you eat. It reminds me, Akila, as you were speaking, I started thinking about one of my favorite movies, which was The Matrix. Yes. And I was thinking about you know, the um, part in the Matrix when, um, who was it, Neo, you know, he was being shown like the woman in the red dress and the stake. It was like, those were things that those who were consuming or who were partaking in that world, even though they knew that they were not real, it was just the thought and the idea that was being presented that still, this is what I want. This is what I want. I want the idea of the woman in the red dress. I want that, the state, even though I know that that's not necessarily what it is. Program. Yeah. And that's exactly what we, what has been done to us. The programming that has been done to us has caused us to have an interference with the reality in the proper way to think because everything else trumps maybe even what i really deep down inside feel i don't want a quote quote, quote unquote bad guy whatever that means oh because oh bad guy means he wears again a leather jacket <laughs> you know he drives a motorcycle hey. i don't know it's just so crazy how <laughs> We can actually 
and, and again, this is something that's been done over a period of time. I'm sure that if we go back, like, you know, in just about any generation, we can go all the way back to the 20s and we'll see the same thing. It, it just changes. The face changes. Mm -hmm. So back in the day, it might have been, give me somebody black because I'm tired of using Fonzie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just... I'm just having a loss because I really don't know these new. No, but that's a things. that's a good comparison, though. I mean, just, it is. I'm just trying to his, the image. Who, yeah, but it's like, yeah. No matter when. Okay, okay. Let's talk about Nino Brown. <laughs> oh, that's a, okay. Got you. Oh yeah, Nino Brown. I mean, he would be considered to be, you know, a bad guy, right? But mm -hmm. he was. And he, yeah, he, 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 really, he literally was he, a bad guy. He poured champagne on his woman and said, cancel this bitch out by a new one. That's not a nice guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, hey, and, but how many women like them type of guys? I mean, you I know. know. But we're talking about, but, but, but where she's going with I'm it. Trying to, yeah, I was trying to go, yeah. but you're right. You're so right. Yeah, you I'm, know, just, I'm just agreeing, you know. That that's, <laughs> you that's know, desirable. Not, okay, you know what? I got one. Well, no, this is not good either. Well, just for the sake <laughs> of conversation. But, okay, Ooh. one of my other Ooh. favorite movies was Five Heartbeats. Okay. okay. I, don't, I don't remember a lot of Five Heartbeats, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you you don't remember the Five Heartbeats? I, I remember the movie, movie, but I mean, no, I remember the movie, but I'm trying this to remember sin. certain details. That's a sin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I must cleanse myself. I will cleanse myself, like I say. <laughs> But in that movie, you remember you had the two brothers? Yeah. Um, and so you had the one who was the slick guy who, you know, had all the women and everything. Then the brother was Robert Townsend. Right, Townsend. right, right. And so Townsend, yeah. Townsend, right. Right. But you know, you had that whole he was really kind of like the cool, the bad guy, the brother was. Right. The one that everybody, you know, wanted. But it was the image. So you had women throwing themselves at him. But yet in truth, really, Robert, he was the one that was supposedly the nice guy. And he really was. It's like when we're presented, I guess, like even um, hmm, the appetite, the appetite of the human being and what it is that satisfies us or what we think satisfies us can oftentimes be confused and that's why I use the example of the matrix I know I'm bouncing all over movies and stuff <laughs> no good stuff you <laughs> were talking about when I was dealing with the state now you know mm -hmm. that on the plane the motherboard or mother plane they were eating what appeared to be slop, right? <laughs> yeah, I hated that part of it, yeah. <laughs> you know, but but they were satisfied with it because it was the nutrients, it was what that was giving them. It exactly out, right. It 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 superseded what it looked like. The purpose of them eating the food was so that they can, you know, get what they needed for survival. So right. it's like, okay, do you want this steak? Do you want this image of this thing that looks glossy and great? Or do you want the real McCoy, something that's going to really give you what you need? And I guess I'm looking at it the same way 
that um, society has presented to us this whole thing with the good versus bad, the bad boy versus the good, the nice guy. You know, you know I had nice con- guys come out last. That you know, I had a mm-hmm. conversation with a sister, and and she was talking about a relationship she had with a guy, and she's like, it just wasn't that fire wasn't there. He was too much of a nice guy. So I said, when you say fire, what do you mean? You know, and I said, no, nah, I need you to expound on that because I don't know what you're talking about. Girl, he didn't just get, he didn't get me going. I mean, we didn't get into it. Like I said, okay, stop right there. You know, I had to get tell into, him. So, like, get into so it. I said, so you want, some, you think, so he's a nice guy or he's not good enough because he didn't give you drama. He didn't have you so emotionally distraught and ready to fight. Because her man said, well, yeah, because, you know, girls, good sex, makeup sex is good. So <laughs> I said to myself, that's not how you sell. So no. I'm like, oh, so I said, so basically, you, your idea of a nice guy is someone who's just not going to bring you drama in a relationship so that you can have a reason to have some passionate lovemaking sex. You can role play with a nice guy then. Why don't you just act like y'all mad? Act like he a rapist and he coming to your house. If you need that type of drama, you can role play. But in her mind, she was so girl, this man don't give me enough drama. But yet, complain about the dude that's putting us through hell, but then say, well, he, the guy I was with was a nice guy, but I had to leave him because he didn't give me pretty much the drama that this guy's giving me because the, the makeup sex is good. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to stop talking to you because you're just not getting it. You know, I'm trying to question her like so you want drama is what you're saying i'm trying to get her to admit that you want drama but no no girl that ain't it but basically that's what she was saying and oftentimes we will label a man as a nice guy because there's no drama in the relationship because we take drama for love or that that's a demonstration of love you know we got into it but we apologize and we said we loved each other and they feed off people feed off of that and that could go for men too you know, I have some relatives, male relatives who, no, not the girl you was with that was good for you. You want the chick that's giving you drama. And they ended up marrying that chick and she gave him a whole lot of drama. Believe me, a whole lot of drama. So it's like, as a, we want to label nice people as people who are drama free. <laughs> Give me a nice guy then, because I don't want drama. It sounds like they've normalized toxicity, basically. Oh, yep, mm-hmm. you right. Made it normal, like it's nothing. Yeah. If it's not, it's not a, it's not a successful relationship if it ain't no drama, huh? Or as you say, what, what's your word? What's your phrase, Blackish? The I can't even remember what it is. It's the um. I love it. Normalcy. Yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love when you say that, Blackish too. I'm like. I just can't remember the right way to say it because you know I'm gonna be saying it now. It's if I can master, I'm gonna write it down. I use it all the time, and I always say when I when I quote it, I say in accord as as my sister Lakisha. <laughs> you know, I you think you put that on Facebook too. I think I, you did. I, know, I think I don't. It seems like it was in an interview. No, okay, never mind. It was in one of our topics. You said it. Yeah, and you did say it in the interview. It might have been in. And you said that basically you've turned something that in you've done it yeah. so much that it's become yeah. a normal abnormality. Normal abnormality, mm. yeah, yeah. Normal so, abnormality. That's deep. <laughs> yeah, and so it's so basically you're describing somebody that's 
people who are who are addicted to drama, addicted to whatever. I think that they, that they're just accustomed to toxicity, and so sometimes when mm. you're so caught up in that and you're so addicted to that, when somebody doesn't bring that to you, then you deem them a nice person. Mm-hmm. And it's not that it, it, but that's just your own addiction to toxic people. Right. You yeah, that's even in friendship too. Say that again. It's even in friendships, like. Oh, absolutely. And then, and it's not just a, a, a just opposite sex type thing. It's also a friendship. You you want the the best friend to give you drama, to hang up on you, don't talk to you for a couple of days, and that girl, we made up, we friends again. You know, so, so well, it goes yeah, back to that same thing. Yeah. I just want to throw that in there too. That's all. I just want to throw no, it in there. No, and we see that, and that's the truth, though. It, you can see it in so many aspects of our life. I know that my, um, I have a family member, they're no longer with us, but I remember um, when they were ill, they had come to stay with me and I'm like in the southern, um, south suburbs of the Chicagoland area. And anyway, they couldn't stay here longer than a couple of days. They were like, even though they were sick and it was difficult, they couldn't be on their own. They did not want to stay here because they were so used to hearing sirens and gunshots and engines, fire, you know, fire um, ambulance that they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't focus or concentrate. And they said out of their mouth, I need to go back. I need to go back to where I normally am used to residing because that's what they were so used to hearing on a day to day basis. Gunshots, you know, fire engines and stuff like that so that had become the norm for them and you know just like Akila mentioned with the toxicity when people are used to toxicity then nothing else is going to please them they're going to yearn for it because it's a part of their DNA it's a part of who they have become and until they can detox and really set put the reset button on or press the reset button and get back to zero, then they'll always be uncomfortable because what is, you know, it's just like what's bad is good and what's good is bad. And so that I know that I've observed and it almost seems like they're almost like a glutton for punishment. Hmm. And I have wanted to say, I haven't said it to the person, but I've wanted to say, I think you're addicted to misery. Hmm. You don't, I don't think you know, I don't think you know how to handle actually being happy. Yeah. A lot of people like that, Akila. And so you attract things into your life or people into your life that only fuel drama. You have no peace because you don't invite peace in. You know, it, it's, it's like you just, you're constantly taking, you're constantly making bad decisions or decisions that are not in your best interest. And to me, that's, that's a behavior pattern that, that's, you know, so it's, it's almost like the, not that you might get with people that are not quote unquote nice people, but they're not necessarily the people for you or that's going to bring peace into your life. And so it's like you're addicted to. Yeah. 
it's no different from people who don't value themselves because they don't understand their own worth. And so the reason they don't feel like they can do better in relationships is because they never looked at themselves as deserving something of good in the first place. So even when you think about the bad boy mentality versus the good guy mentality, maybe in your mind you already think that you are a bad girl, not necessarily through behavior or actions, but Mm -hmm. your mindset has told you that you're not good, you're not worthy, therefore you don't deserve anything that's good or something that's better than what you think you are. Because again, everything has energy attached to it. So if I keep saying bad boy versus good guy, you know, well then if I'm a bad girl, and again, I'm talking about what one perceives in their mind, not necessarily um, their behavior or even their image in this case, just, but if I'm a bad girl, then a bad girl deserves a bad boy because she's not worthy of anything more. And I definitely am not worthy of a good guy. I don't want him. He a nerd. I don't want him. So then you begin to make excuses because you're not deserving, which goes back to things in your life that have preceded you or something that happened before that you may need to deal with. You might need to dig a little deeper. Let's get to the root of why it is that you want to um, separate yourself from something that you perceive to be of good and fall in line with what you consider to match you because that might be your equal you know just based on the language of it yep i agree so you ready to challenge us challenger yeah yeah i uh oh that was heavy i like to say you was dropping it uh i'm like damn (laughs) (laughs) i love it y'all know y'all just amaze me man y'all some deep sisters and i just I'm just honored deep. to be. recognizes deep. <laughs> I'm just and so honored to just be on the call. Which I get so excited. I'm like y'all biggest fans. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm a fan, baby. All right, let me go to our challenges. I guess that would be a good one. Challenging one another. All right, that's a throw-in. But I, I have to say, we have to challenge the societal norms that we are that are building blocks for how we think. We have to. We can no longer allow society to think, to decide, help us decide how we should think or dictate how we should think or program how we should think. So I challenge you to look at why you think the way you think and where did those thoughts originate from. Challenge Mm -hmm. yourself. Stop allowing society to dictate who you choose as a mate, as a friend, or how you should perceive someone. And we need to stop making good quality something that is bad. Do you know what I mean? So stop doing that. If someone is has good character, stop downplaying those good characters. I was just reading um, the one of uh, 
Sister Ava, Mr. Sister Minister Ava's books. It's uh, beautiful. I forgot. Like she got to help me with the topic. She uh, has so many of them, you know. It's uh, <laughs> naturally beautiful. That's it. Naturally mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Naturally. That's another book, believers. Uh, 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 listeners, my believing listeners, I need you to buy Sister Ava's book. You can go on Amazon and buy it. Uh, it is called Naturally Beautiful. Wonderful book. In the book, she quotes Minister Farrakhan, and she says, the reason why our, our community is where it is is because we don't acknowledge the God in one another. So what we need to start doing is when somebody has great qualities, that's not something to make mockery. Oh, he a nice guy. Let's praise him for that. Let's praise each other for being nice. So I'm going to challenge you. Stop looking at something as being nice or good in a negative light. Look at it as a positive light. That's my second challenge. The third challenge is if we are downing something that's good, then what does that mean for us? Like I said, you mentioned, maybe we look at ourselves as being bad. I'm going to challenge you. Redefine how you look at yourself. Stop, look, stop calling yourself a bad bitch. I'm so tired of hearing that. You're not a bad um, bitch. Read Minister Ava's book. I'm telling you, she's going to help you redefine who you are. You need, you need to read that book. I'm telling you. She's going to break it down to you. I'm not, I'm not going to say too much. I don't want to give away too much of the book. I want you to buy it. So those are my challenges for the day, sisters. Wow. You know, when you were challenging us, and I think I appreciate the challenge. I really do. Because again, I, I'm, it's helpful. It's something that we can all go back and reflect. And it, it forces us to look in the mirror to say, because when you think about a challenge, you're putting me on, well, not necessarily on the spot, but you're requiring that I do something that may be against the norm or against what I'm used to. So it's putting pressure on me. And how often do we just stare in the mirror? I'm not talking about only a physical mirror, but how often we just really look internally and look at ourselves. But as you were talking, it made me think about, um, because I know I mentioned uh, my son earlier, but it also, it made me think about how you have so many um, of our young men and women who pattern and model themselves after the way others are telling us that we should be. And so it was a great point that you make when, made when you said, you know, when instead of putting those characteristics down, you know, then those are things that we really should lift up or praise. Because imagine if you have a young child, a young daughter, a young son who is, who may have characteristics that innately may be, be good, but because he or she sees that, oh, wow, the girls, they don't want that, or yeah, the man, the boys, they don't want that, then they begin to act the total opposite just so that they could get the attention and be like, you know, like the peer pressure. And so I think that's so important for you to point that out and encourage our listeners, encourage ourselves that when we do see good behavior, you know, we praise that. So, you know, it's because we don't want to create Frankenstein or we don't want to continue the cycle of allowing this society to strip away at what we put into our 
children, what we put into um, one another and strip us all the way down and tell us, no, don't think this way, think that way. So I'm glad that you challenged us. And um, I'm going to make sure that I do more of that. And especially when I see things that are good, you know, characteristics and qualities in a man, um, you know, or a woman for that matter because it's important. We need to hear it. We need to be, you know, we need to be reminded of who we are. That's true. Cause I definitely had to drop that. I wish an MF would mindset. I had to, I had to drop that. So you're right. So we had to really look at that. Well, listeners, thank you so much for joining us this week with the Royal Empress conversations with the Royal Empress. Excuse me. Please join us. We enjoy you. We want to enjoy you every week. Please join us next week. Conversations with the Royal Empress. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. Tune in next week for another enlightening conversation. For more information on the Royal Empress, please visit the website royalempress.org. You can also follow the Royal Empress on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Conversations with the Royal Empress is a subsidiary of the Royal Empress Organization. All rights reserved.